Our next guest is an entrepreneur, he's an author, he's a coach, he's a speaker, he's many, many things. He's also a business owner of a, one of Gold Coast's most successful digital branding agencies. Some of his accolades include building a fitness, fitness franchise from one location to 35 in just six months. He's built multiple five and six figure online product launches. His social media ecosystem, as he likes to call it, he's got a trademark on that, reaches one million people every single week. His book right now is an acclaimed bestseller. But more importantly than that, he is someone who came to this country, he immigrated here from New Zealand with pretty much nothing and then has gone on to create uh, massive amounts of success, massive amounts of wealth. And now he's looking to obviously pass some of that information on and share it with all of you guys. So I'm not going to share too much of his story. What I will tell you though, that one of his greatest achievements and one of the things he's most proud of is he's about to become a dad. Um, and that says a lot about his character and, and, and the sort of person that he is. So without any further ado... I'd like to bring Brett Campbell to the show. You're listening to the Anything Goes podcast. My name is Morgan Richards. And my name is Anna Richards. We are the husband and wife duo in business together who plan on bringing you conversations and inspirations each and every episode. Our mission is not just to motivate and inspire you, it's to push boundaries and challenge the status quo. We aim to bring you humor, depth, differing of opinions and more. But one thing we can promise you is this is the podcast where anything goes. Brett, welcome. Mate, absolutely. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. I always feel like it's a bit of, I was like, I was about to go and then you went. I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. Because I know I've got to, well, this is like, when you, if I don't speak, I never get a chance. So I was like, I'm going straight in for it. Already again. Here we go. I want to start here just before we get into really the guts of it, but we left your podcast on the whole carnival diet thing and um, Anna was showing me uh, Emily's Ooh. picture of you on... Yeah. I was perving on you. On, uh, right. Like, just, I want to reiterate, you look amazing. Like, it's incredible. So I said I was going to start, give it a go um, on Monday because we got carbs to eat after yeah. a trial. I was going to tell the truth though. <laughs> you, you said to me, because I was going to check in with you because you I'm said you were going on a boys weekend. He did. Yeah, so you didn't start after that. No. Okay. No. But you're Which would have been this Monday. week. Yeah. And tell the truth. So why, why did you not start, baby? What's the, what, was, what are you waiting for? We're going to eat carbs. We're going to eat KFC on Sunday. <laughs> well, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, so, well, at least, at least you know, know where your priorities are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I've got my try and then I said, I'm eating KFC yeah. and no one can stop me. And so, so Milk was like, well, I will participate. And so. I'm basing this whole thing off three people. You, Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm going with. But I'm just more curious than anything. Yeah. Well, mate, again. look, it's you look firstly. So good, yeah, well, it's, I did a count back the other day. Because funnily enough, someone in my team also, she goes, oh, I don't know how ripped you were until I seen Emily's, Emily's Instagram. Yes, that's the probably <laughs> the same one. Because I'm like, well, I suppose I've been, you know, when you, there's a difference of wearing a T-shirt, you can see sort of an outline Fine. of someone, but then when you go to singly, you go, oh, okay, I can actually see some definition. But yeah. I did a count back because I was like, how long have I actually been training? Yeah. Like when I say training, I mean, when did, did I light the fire up underneath my butt again? With reduced gusto. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Because... Pre that, so it was it was about two weeks into COVID. Yeah. So it was about two weeks into COVID. I started going, you know what? I was training on our balcony. I was like, okay, I'm starting to get this, get back into it because there wasn't a lot to do, obviously. Yeah. And then we're training in the basement. And yeah. you guys know Emily. Yeah, she's super fit. She's she's been holding the baton yeah. of fitness child. and health and everything for us In over between? the last few yes. years. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, because I, I I started in the health and fitness space, you know, thirteen years ago, right? Yeah. And you know that was a, a passion. It was a business. It was you know something that I was 
um, dedicate, super dedicated to, and I think I just got burnt out. Yeah. And building businesses mm-hmm. and doing a whole heap of other things externally to that, I just lost my entire passion for yeah. for fitness, for training, and for eating. Yeah. Like I'm, I say, first and foremost, I. Um, I eat to live. I don't live to, to eat. eat. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of people. Oh no, I I can't. Foodies. Yeah. It's kind of happening. But guess what? I like food too. Yeah. I like yeah. going out. I like having a nice meal. Yeah. But if you change the way in which you look at food and what its purpose is, yes. the outcome can drastically change. change. So for me, it was it started with fitness, with the training, because I was yeah. like, I just got to get back into it. Yeah. You know, I'd done the box. I tried boxing. Yeah. yeah. I, I went. I go through cycles. Right. I'm like, cool. I'm going to hit the boxing <laughs> bag for for six weeks, twelve weeks, and then I'm like, yeah. I'll do F45, and now I'm going to do high intensity training. Yeah. Now I'm just going to do strength training. I was yeah. like, I needed something that I can consistently stick at. So it was the going back to basics with weight training for me was the thing that that you know, sort of kickstart it because the yeah. carnivore thing I'm up to about 10, I'm thinking I'm 10 weeks in now. Yeah. So that's sort of something that came a bit later because yeah. I've been training for the last four months. And when I realized it wasn't until a couple of days ago that like, you know, when you go through your own transition yourself mentally where you're like, I feel like I've gotten to the, I've gotten through the first stage. Yeah. Right, the transition. So like the, the hardest part about exercising when you get back into exercising is, man, how long is it going to take until I'm happy with where I'm sort of back at again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until I can start to see some really tangible results. Yeah. And it's not until you get comments and yeah. and you get people saying these things and you actually can look at yourself and you go, oh, actually no, that that's lights really the fire. And that lights the fire. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like I jokingly said to to um, a couple of mates, I was like, I'm at that point now where, and, and take this for what it is, but. I'm sure you, you'd be able to, to re- understand that it's not coming from a place of ego or nothing. It was like when I I started seeing again in the mirror when I was training at the gym, I was like, oh, my God, I'm starting to get it back. Yeah. That, yeah. that was the reason why I wanted to go back to the gym so I could yeah. look at myself in the mirror again. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> right? Yes. Is that wrong with that, though? That's, I mean, I remember when I lost like 30 kilos – the sense of pride. Well, you, you still lost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, the initial, the, yeah. the sense of pride I'd have around people who hadn't seen me in a long time. Mm. When you go to a party or something like that, and the look on their face. Yeah, like, like, where's Morgs? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Right. So then it's getting that validation from other people that the, the work you're putting in starting to pay off, mm. and that's what keeps you going. And, and that's going the going. hardest part. I was at the gym last night, and I wanted to jump on on social media and type something out. I have so many good posts in my head, and Same. I just don't push through with it. But it was. I just feel so many people are never, ever going to get the results that they want because they're just not working hard enough, enough right? Yeah. Take this from a physical perspective. Take this from a business perspective. Yeah. Take this from a relationship perspective. The principle re- applies, right? I'm at the gym and I'm seeing people just doing some really light exercise, light movements, and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I almost feel like going up to them and go, hey, man, I want to save you some time. Either you need to, <laughs> either you need to really change the way you're working out. Yeah. Or you're not going to get nothing, and in about six weeks you're going to be back to yeah. oh, this is bullshit. The gym yeah. doesn't work for me. Yeah, right. The gyms but, rely on those people. Well, the, of course <laughs> it does, right? <laughs> that's that's their, but here's model. the reality: I was being that guy pre mm. this sort of next kickstart, right? That I've that I, I guess the new lease of life that I'll call yeah. it. You know, and and it does take a while. It takes for me. It took probably took about ten to twelve weeks to get the the buzz of like I'm looking forward to going to the gym tonight. Yeah. But I haven't looked forward to go to the gym for a long time. Yeah. It just felt like I've been a job. I've been like in that phase for a while. I feel like because Morgzy, obviously I had my try, my sprint try on Sunday 
And you've been a, a, such an amazing sport because you do the try training with me yeah. other than the swimming. But do you feel like training. you've – you kind of – you I feel like you like the running and the, and the biking well, at the moment. We've been running like sort of four or five Ks before you can get to the gym. So by the time right. I get into the gym, I'm the sweatiest guy in the gym. We are disgusting. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone looks at us. This guy's got a fast metabolism. He <laughs> <laughs> walks on. <laughs> Pretty much. We are but those I, people right but now. It's, I don't know. It's just that change. Whole, yeah, I'm you know, excited for you. I'm excited. I do. I enjoyed training with Emily. Yeah, that's good fun. And actually, because I, I had like, some, and you need a push though. That's the other. This thing. is what she's good at, oh, yeah. right? Everyone needs a push. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and I'm unco as shit. And a lot of the stuff that she, <laughs> yeah. she's oh. patient, so it's good. But um, <laughs> wait to give better. it context. Brett's wife, Emily, yeah, is, is, our our tr- is our PT. So um, yeah, successful but, superstars. But she's really good, and she's helped me a lot. Just I was, and I wanted to do a uh, like booty get a. Booty going, yeah. but all the exercises <laughs> have been. Get a booty going. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I wanted to grow my peach, yeah. and Emily was my girl. Yeah. Um, but it's been great for me because all that stuff just helps strengthen my lower back. Because I used to have really yeah. bad lower back problems, mm. so it's great. And now he doesn't complain, and it's yeah. amazing. All right, so I want to let's stay here though, fitness, mm. because mm. I just saw a status. So I am. I'm so excited to have you here because you are like to to us. Yeah, Brett's more than a fitness guy. Just you are. Away, so. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's more than just. <laughs> he's more than a carnival diet guy. Than eating meat. <laughs> yes. Me. Yeah. <laughs> You are the meat guy. No, but you are a wildly you are a wildly successful entrepreneur. You have Claxton. Is it Claxton or Claxton? Claxton. Claxton. The amount of times though, I'll tell you what, when we rebranded, I never thought of Claxton as an alternative. The amount of times that people say that it's Claxton. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know. Like, no, it doesn't even say that. Like, it, no, it, there's no T even just written in it, but people just read it. Yeah, it's crazy, but anyway. I think I'm over it. I didn't know what a Claxton was <laughs> until you told me what it was. Yeah. Well, what Claxton it? is a trumpet. Well, it's a loud electric siren is, yeah. is the is the Which makes sense guess, terminology of the word Claxon. But, yeah, so we're a digital growth agency, and what we do is we partner with businesses and brands to design and deliver bespoke digital growth strategies yeah, okay. to, to grow and scale their business. Yeah. Right? How many times do you reckon I've said that before? You yeah, got yeah. Exactly. Like, 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 Even when I was saying I was like, this sounds like I've said this before. <laughs> Am I pitching? <laughs> <laughs> but, but case in point Sold. is the, the connection between that and why the name's really important, it, it, you know, and, well, yeah. when it comes to business, I think naming convention is is one of the key variables, but it's like what does it actually mean yeah. as well? So. But what I love, there's so much I want to unpack today because I'm like, we were just listening to a podcast before as well with your original mentor um, and I want to go here but I want to go everywhere first. But you were saying how you think, and this is what we've been saying, how COVID has, I, want to, I can't remember how you said it, but you were like COVID has literally shone a light mm. or ripped apart people's mm. businesses but positively in mm. a sense. Like you've had to look at if you are doing things that you love. So I want to go into business. Mm-hmm. But I, before we do that, because you, you know, we were just talking how you were just off off camera. You were saying how you, what was your first car when you moved here? Holden Camara, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, my, my dad had a maroon and one. It ran on three <laughs> cylinders. One wasn't working. <laughs> no aircon. And, and my driver's window, which was a wind down window, it didn't work. Yeah. I had to pull it up. Most kids. So you see, <laughs> they wouldn't even know what kids, a wind like, down window. Kids these is. days don't know what, what yeah. the. Wind, I've heard stories about kids getting into friends' cars that have like the old windy window. Like, like, what, what is, what is this? Yeah. But Crazy. what did you? And it's not about this, but I just want to. Sh- I want to. I want the visual for people that are listening. What was the car you just pulled up in? Um, a Porsche. That Cayman seven one eight. Sexy. Yeah. Nice car. So nice you've car. come a, a long Drop way. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting ready for kids. We've got, we got the SUV. Well, they've got the Porsche SUV, don't you? Yeah, got the, well, Emily's yeah. got the Porsche. Porsche Set your goals high, mate. Yeah, Set your goals, Set your goals high. But this, but this is such a powerful thing. This mm. is what I want people to understand. I think when this is the... Because it's not about the things, but it's about... I believe money rewards the freedoms in life for things that we want mm. to achieve. So you've come all this way, but it did start with fitness, which mm. we started with, which you were burnt out with, but you just sold Fit, which mm. was your original mm. business. Mm. Was that number one? Like, take us back there. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the evolution of it was, you know, when you say Fit was sort of the first thing or the fitness space was the first thing, yeah, I got kicked out of high school and I actually became a cabinet maker. So I come from a really small wow. town. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but came from a really small town called Huntley, right? So there's a couple of thousand people, very low socioeconomic area. I grew up, my mother was on the benefit, you know, looking after my sister and me. And This is New Zealand? This is in New Zealand, yeah. 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 And, um, you yeah, kicked out of high school, had nothing else to do. There was an apprenticeship going, so I became a cabinet maker. But something that I instilled from day one, which, you know, as I go back and I always talk about this sort of journey, the evolution of it, was from day one I walked into that factory and I said to the boss, I was like, who's the best person in this factory? I was like, who's the best? How old were you? 16. Yeah. So I, I walked into that business going, how do I own it? Yeah. Wow. Right? That, that was my mindset. But first of all, I was like, well, who's the best first? Because I want to learn from the best. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, oh, there's a guy called Baz. He's the best. He, and I said, where's Baz? He goes, down the back corner. And um, I said, cool, well, I'll go and learn from Baz. He goes, no, you won't. I was like, oh, why not? He goes, oh, Baz doesn't like apprentices. Because oh. apprentices fuck stuff up. Right? Yeah, exactly. And Baz, Baz, Baz is <laughs> legit. He's like, fuck, I ain't going to have another <laughs> apprentice you know, mess with my stuff. Yeah. So I was like, who's second best? Yeah. Wow. And he goes, oh, Ty or George, go and learn from one of them. So when I was, you know, learning from from either either, um, but when you first start as an apprentice, you're a broom technician, right? So I was sweeping yeah. floors. Yeah. I was broom the best technician? at sweeping floors. <laughs> yeah, right. Best at sweeping floors. Um, who do you think had the best, tidiest, yeah. clean air in the whole factory? Baz. Baz did. Why? Yeah. Because I cleaned it. Yeah. Uh, I went out of my way, even to the point where he almost punched me one day because I cleaned it. Like his floor was so clean that it was almost shiny. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the timber platform that he had down was almost shiny and he slipped over. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, where the fuck are you? <laughs> I told you not to clean my fucking. But I was like, well, look. Sorry, like, you know, Yeah. But, but I, I consistently, like, you know, again, I was, I was told no. I was like, don't go to Baz. But I did everything I possibly could to try and go to Baz. Every day I'd be like, hey, Baz, got any jobs for me? Yeah. He's like, no. Next day, hey, Baz, got any jobs for me? He's like, no. Until a point where it's like literally every day for about a month or so, um, got any jobs for me? He's like, if you fucking ask me one more time, you know, like, and this was back in the yeah. day we could hit your work, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get away. Yeah. You know? yeah. like, so right. Baz just hit me in the fucking nose. Well, hard enough, give you right. Oh, okay. You can like give your apprentice like a hard time and a hazing. Yeah. Oh. I was like, where's my safe space? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, jeez. <laughs> The amount of times I was, I'm still walking around this, uh, walking around the factory trying to find the left hand screwdriver that oh, they told yeah, me to yeah. go find, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then one day I heard my name being yelled out and it was Baz. He goes, Brett. I'm like, Whew. so I literally like flew, right? I flew over to Baz. Yeah. And um, he goes, You want to make these drawers? So, as a, as a cabinet maker, we're building kitchens. Yeah. Right. And uh, apprentice's job was to build the drawers first. So, that a box, basically. Box, yeah. put a bottom on it and some drawer runners, make sure it goes in and out yeah. of the. The cabinet. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I can I can build the drawers. And he goes, you sure? If you fuck it up, that's it. Yeah. And, How long uh, had you been there? 
literally a few, maybe three, three to four months. Okay. I was very fresh. Yeah. Apprentices don't pick up tools till the first year, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't even have my own tools except for the broom. It yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Even <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even mine. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't even mine anyway. And then, um, so I went away. I set up my workbench and get started. And my boss comes out of the factory. You know, out of the, the main office area, the air-conditioned area, yeah. mind yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a hot, sweaty, Boston, dusty factory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, oh, Bad. you won't believe it. I'm building Baz's drawers. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Like, how is... And he walked over to Baz and I seen them talking. They were talking away. And then the boss went away and, and I took the drawers back to Baz's um, workbench. I said, oh, here you go, Baz. What do you reckon? Picks up the drawers. <laughs> He's like... Test checking every yeah, corner right. to make sure yeah. that there's no overlap of the bottom of the drawer and that the it's square and not bloody triangle, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he picks it up. He goes, "Actually, this is pretty good." Yeah, right. He goes, "This is pretty good." He goes, "How'd you learn how to do that?" And I said, "Oh, do you really want to know?" He goes, "Well, of course I fucking want to know." <laughs> I want to ask. Like, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was a slow learner, clearly. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You want to know? Yeah. And. Um, I said to him, I said, oh, here's, here's how I learned. So in between sweeping the floors, what I'd do is I'd go out and hide in the big scrap bin. I'd take one of the tradesmen's battery drill and I'd go out in the in the bin. I'd be mm. sitting in a bin and I'd be drilling and practicing how to drill straight yeah. and line up pieces of timber so that when I got my opportunity to make some drawers, yeah. I wouldn't fuck oh, it up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. I'd put in the hours. I'd sit there, even after work, when anyone had, everyone had gone, and there might be one more person still working, I'm still there practicing. Yeah. Because yeah. I was waiting. Because the, the only things you could really do to fuck up a drawer is not drill straight, right. Yeah. right, and put a screw through the side of it, yeah. which wrecks it because then they have to go cut the whole new piece. And back in the day, there was no machines that did this. It was all manual, right? right? Yeah. So it'd be a big, a big stuff up. Yeah. And I was just like... I know I'm going to get a shot to do this and I want to be the best in this factory. So I'm going to do what I think I need to do to be the best. Yeah. And I put in the work before I got the opportunity. So wow. when I was ready for game day, it was. You were good to go. I was there. Done and the then work. Baz goes, Here's, take that trolley, go and build an entire cabinet. Yeah. You know, fast forward that. And the reason why I share this, because I think there's an overarching message to all of this, is, you know, I got signed off my apprenticeship. It was supposed to be a four year apprenticeship, right? Mm. 8,000 yeah. hours is the standard term. Yeah. yeah. I was signed off in just under three years. Yeah, wow. Because I pushed and pursued and pursued it. They didn't come to me and go, hey, do you want to be signed off early? No yeah. fucking way. I pushed it and pushed it and pushed it yeah. to a point where they're like, okay, we'd be stupid not to do this. Yeah. But it was because I was ready and I was prepared, right? But to your initial question, I think it's it's always good to preface that. Absolutely. Um, but I was at a point where I was cabinet maker for five, six years. I got to a point where I was – Literally the best behind Baz. I'd never be better than Baz. He was literally the fucking gold standard. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter because I went. I was earning more money than Baz. Yeah. Right. Because I was a bit smarter in the way that I dealt and made deals with the bosses. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, another lesson within that is negotiate for what you feel you're worth. Yeah. Um, oh, we could unpack that for an hour. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. it's well. true. H- happy to go wherever you want yeah. with this. Um, but. I felt inside that there was just something more because it got to a point where they were grooming me, the bosses, to own the factory. Wow. And I was like, is this what I want? I actually don't think I want to own this. You've only got to hold an HSV and, you know, yeah, you've got a couple of houses and this and that. And I was like, but I think I want more from life than that. Yeah. But that was my sort of my yeah. mindset, right? And I was like, 
I don't think I want to stick around here and do this. So I took a massive leap and I, um, you know, at high school I was good at three things. I was good at woodwork, I was good at physical education, yeah. and I was good at lunch. Lunch. I, I wasn't like going to get paid to eat. Pot, wagging, <laughs> surfing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a career. I'm sure there's a career there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it could be. It could like, be. Hey. You could be the new tester for the, yeah. the legalise of uh, cannabis. But yeah, so I wasn't going to go and get paid to eat. I'd already tried the woodwork thing, so fitness seemed like the next best oh. thing for me, right? Yeah. Um, and then I uh, decided to go to university. Yeah. And study to get a bachelor of sport and leisure. I was like. Two weeks into that, and I thought, "What a fucking joke this yeah. is!" <laughs> I, was like, I did Literally, not know you went to uni. I went from working like fifty hours, sixty hours a week, week to, to turning up to one two-hour tutor every day. I'm like, "This is crazy." Yeah. Um. So I had a gap year, basically. Yeah. Right. And then at the end of that, I was like, "I'm not going back to fucking university." Yeah. I was over here in Australia at Christmas at the end of the first year of university, and I um, googled online. I'm like. How to become a personal trainer fast? Yeah, because <laughs> all I wanted fast. to do was to be to be a personal trainer, right? Yeah, that was why I was doing True. a degree. True. Yeah, and I was like, why do I have to go do a four year degree? Because I'd already learned this from the apprenticeship, right? It was like such a long, laborious timeline. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One thing that you'll you'll understand with me very quickly is I'm always looking to achieve something in the fastest, shortest possible time. Yeah. Not at a detriment to the success say, of it. I but le- let me say, like knowing you, corners, you're the best at what you do and all you do. So it's, yeah, it's not to... Yeah, I don't want to cut corners because exactly. people can mis- get yes. that misguided. But you want to excel. Yeah, if yeah. there's a shortcut, I yep. will find it. I, I will always pursue. I'm like water. Yeah. I will <laughs> fucking find a gap anywhere. Even if you can't see it, I'll find yeah. the gap, right? Um, and... I Googled how to become personal trainer fast. And yeah. it was like, fast personal training courses, have you qualified in X amount of time? I'm like, bang, signed up, boom. Bang. Next next thing I knew, I at the end of my Christmas holiday, I was supposed to go back to New Zealand and go to uni again. Yeah. I was like, I'm packing I'm up, I'm leaving. I rented out my house. So I came over here, yeah. started a brand new life. I was working in the gym before my uni mates were back for the second year. Yeah. Right. Wow. But from there, that was sort of my evolution into what I call entrepreneurship because it was, I was, it was the first time I was ever my own boss. Yeah. I got Your to decide what I wanted to do. Yeah, I was doing my own apprenticeship and yeah, entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. I was just like... Oh, how do I fucking do this? Yeah. What's this all about? And that that's where the stumbling and and where did, came from. Where do you think like this um this desire to excel? Like, you know, like you yeah. mentioned like your first day on the job, you asked who the yeah. best guy was, it was Baz, he told you to fuck off. But like you obviously that 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 drive to sort of want to pursue and, and excel even in something like cabinet making and which you've then taken on to other things where do you think it came from was it something that we were born with or was it like the yeah. whole nature versus nurture thing it, ever since I can remember mm. I've always wanted to be doing my best yeah like and, and even to the point where like I would have competitions with my friends to go okay let's see who can punt the ball the furthest yeah let's see who can drop kick it the highest let's see who can because I'm and it's not because I just want to be the best. Yeah. Although I do want to be the best, but I want to be the best that I can be. Yeah. yeah. Like I love it when I come up against people and they beat me at something. Yeah. I love that because that's like, you well, know stuff that's that com- I don't. That's a competitive nature though as well. Well, absolutely. And it's that, especially when it's something I love because it's yeah. like, I really want to improve in that. Yeah. So for me, it's just this innate, uh, you know, I truly feel and I've c- connected with it deeply over the last six years especially is that. 
you know, life is absolutely way too short and I think mm. that we should all be trying to do our absolute best in whatever it is that we're doing. Yeah. Because why would you not? Like why 100%. would you not want to yeah. do the, the best? But I think, and that's like, I think a lot of people are doing stuff that they don't enjoy. Oh, that's, that's a fucking oh, that, given. I think that's, that's why people probably like our oh, fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just rock up. When I wrote my book, I, I completed. I sent out a survey. We had about five thousand, close to five thousand people complete a survey. Yeah, right? which is a lot of data. I was like, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of people. Yeah, well yeah, yeah. Government, <laughs> government data. They don't get that sort of. Nah. Um, so just because we had a big database, right? And literally, a combination of uh, one of the questions was like, um, "Are you happy in your current job?" It's like, mm. no. Yes, I hate it. If I have to turn up here one more day, I'm, you know, like, so it was, it was quite severe. Yeah. Over 80% of people had a negative response to it. Yeah. I mean, and we don't need a survey to identify yeah. that, right? But powerful, you've got the data. Well, yeah, the data yeah. be able to go, well, the data says <laughs> The actual it. Yeah. data yeah. says. Yeah. But the, the fact is that people are, and back to your original point around the, the whole now, I truly yes, believe COVID has shone a spotlight onto everything and everyone. Yeah. And said, "Hey, here's uh, you got a few decisions to make here. Yeah. You know, what's life going to be like for you moving forward? Mm. You know, do you want to stay in that job that you're currently in? Do you want to stay in that business that you're currently in, or is there something else that you might want to do? Yeah. Well, we did uh, a whole podcast on this, saying like, you know, because 2020, so it's the year of 2020, but 2020 is perfect vision." So that's the whole, you've got 2020 eyesight. So we did this whole thing around like, what if that's 20... That's quite philosophical, isn't it? Yeah, it isn't is. It? A different way it to is. Look at it. But I said, I was like, <laughs> what if 2020 was actually the year that you gained perfect insight into who you wanted to become, Where what you wanted, wanted to, to do? do what, and I just think the, the even though businesses are, fa- you know, there's there's a lot of uh, negativity and, and but despair. But guess what? But there's there's so businesses failing hope. all the time outside I mean. of COVID. It's like there's yeah. so much There's hope. just a spotlight on everything. Everything. It feels like we're living in, in a time right now where everything is so intense. Yeah. Like, this, you look at politically, just everything seems so intense. Yeah. Right? Yes, people are, are losing their jobs. Yes, people are going out of business. But that hasn't changed. Now, mate, of course, there's a, there's a growth curve of leaning. Yeah, there's a lot more people going out of business and so yeah, forth. Sure. But the reality is, is they were going to go that way anyway. They probably most likely <laughs> would have. Or if anything, if they're being truly honest to themselves, yeah. a lot of them be like, you know what? It was fucking, it was a slog anyway, and it's probably it's a, a good thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm better off suited as a number three at another job instead yeah. of owning my own business. Because it's not easy to own your no. own business, man. Yeah. No. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, look, I was in, when we were in your office the other day, it was like, there's staff, there's it was like mini Google. It was like mini Google. It's like Gold Coast Google. Like, this is like Gold Coast <laughs> Google. But we asked, we said, how many staff do you have? And you're like, too fucking many. Yeah. No, <laughs> I said, it feels like, it feels like a hundred. Yeah. But like, yeah, you know, we get around that, that 30-ish market sort of hovering around. Like we've, yeah. we've had, you know, I look at COVID and I go, let's not discount all the bad things that have happened. Sure. Yeah. But for me personally, you know, when you say t- the, the whole 2020 vision concept, I mean, for me, I needed this to shake my foundations yeah. and recalibrate every area of my life. One, my health, which is nothing more important than your health. We talk about it all the time, yet we'll go out and we'll we'll fuck ourselves up tonight eating some bad food, right? Shots of tequila. Shot, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's such a, it's it's a conversation that I don't feel it gets the, the justification it really deserves. Yeah. 
because it's a throwaway. It's just like, oh, yeah, I heard, yeah, eat good food and eat clean and your body's really important. Yeah. Of course our body's really important. But it's like when you actually stop and think about it, there's nothing more important than your physical body because mm. without it, you can't have this beautiful spiritual no, thing well, that we're yeah. having right now because your body's going to be kaput. Well, even if you've got a billion dollars in the bank but your body's fucked, it's like what are you going to do with that? Mm. You can't buy. You, I mean, you can to a certain extent but you can't buy. No, you can't. Well, you, I mean. You can't buy life. This is what we always, I've, I'm so, like I love this conversation because this is my number one highest value, non-negotiable, no one can touch me with is health. It's just like yeah. you, you, you don't get access to me until I am f- like moved, eaten, smoothie, done all the things, mm. feel well and thriving and that's, and then you'll get me. It's then I'll podcast, then I jump on calls, See, that then wasn't, I coach. that wasn't my number one value. Yeah. It's been getting... in the back, it's been in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> Some days, <laughs> it's, it's been in the top four. five. Yeah. <laughs> right? But... And, and there's there's no um, surprise as to – I could look at someone mm. and sit down with someone and so could you guys sit down with someone for like 60 seconds, ask a couple of key questions and you'll be able to uncover what they truly value in their life. 100%. I mean you just need a, a, a couple of key indicators. Go into their bedroom. Mm. Look at what's next to their bed, yeah, their bedside like table. Books, yeah, there you go, right? Yeah. So there's an indicator there. So, okay, what books are you reading about right yeah. now? What? So the the value is like you value education. Yeah. Clearly, education is a high priority, a high value in your life. Mm-hmm. It, here's where I always – because I I, um, I have another company which I'm going to rebirth, I feel. Oh, is this what you were saying? So we're listening to a podcast – of yours with your mentor, and you said and you, you said had you a secret project. Project that you can't was talk the, about. Was that this? <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, oh. I, don't know. <laughs> Mate, I don't think it is. There might be another one. Okay, oh. but this one in itself, because you know, a few years ago, I had a death of a really close friend of mine, and that was the thing that I was like, "Oh, life's too short." Yeah, yeah. right. Which started this. You know, I was always. Once you get the personal development bug, yeah. yeah, you're just hooked on it, right? It's just so transformable. It's like. Nothing. It's like watching the best ever movie that you could ever watch, mm. and you want to go and share it with everyone. Yeah. So, no. so, yeah, so I, I went on this journey, um, and uncovered who I truly was, what I really want to do on this planet, what lights me up the most, all of that stuff, and and I created a business called Unleash Your Greatness, mm. but I put that to bed pre-starting the agency, right? Yeah. So I, I had it going for about two years. So we'd run live events, we'd do overseas retreats. Because yeah, um, you do a lot of coaching with... The Entourage. The Entourage. Yeah, so that's yeah. probably more business-focused, even though a lot of it's personal-focused because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not your People. business problem, it's your, we're yeah. the problem, right? Yeah. But I made a decision to put that on ice and focus on building Klaxon to getting yeah. it to a point where you know, it no longer needs me. Which? And now the, this Unleash Your Greatness thing, I don't think there's any better time for it to really start start to come back into uh, into the limelight. So... Um, I'm going to be where well, I'm actually planning on sitting down and looking at that and what, what the new evolution of that looks yeah. like. Um, but it, it's the, you know, I, I, and part of why I bring that up is finding out what people's, because values is, is a huge indicator on how you live your life and, yeah. and the outcome you're going to get with what you do with your yeah. life, right? So, you know, I have a workshop with inside of that where we uncover how do we actually find our own personal vision, mission, values, and what does it mean and, and what's so the good. outcome of that. and Yeah. And 
a lot of people will be like, oh, I've, if I say family, where does family say, oh, yeah, that's, up, that's number one. Mine's actually quite low. Family's like... What's not low? It's like fifth or thing. Yeah, but... It's not... Yeah. And do you know what? But see, that's okay, though. And this is my point. Yeah. This is my point. It's like I had... When I first uncovered what values were... And I realised how low family was on mine. I had almost a breakdown. I was like, oh, my God, this isn't I'm right. A I'm, I'm a shit person. How can this be? Yeah, I'm a shit, I'm a shit fucking father. I'm a shit brother. Not a father I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be the best father. I'm not going to be shit. Um, but, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't called my mum in like a month. Mm. What type of person am I? Da, 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 da. Yeah, so, my mum will listen to this and she'll be like, because that's me. This will be my, <laughs> my mum too. Right? But, but again, the, 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 the thing with that, guys, is that, it's okay to have it at a certain... It doesn't mean you don't love your family and you exactly. don't have totally. endless connection to that. It's like, at the moment, there's other things that are... And, and it doesn't have to be, like, even that order of hierarchy where it's like there's a percentage weight on each thing. But you could tell what someone values in their life by how they're living, mm. right? You could tell I value business. Mm. Absolutely, because I've got a great business, Yeah, right? You could tell I value nice things, because I, I buy nice things, but I also I'm wearing a ten dollar t-shirt and twenty dollar pair of shorts. Yeah, right, which I'm cool with. Yeah, but it's every, everything has a purpose for each person, and when you can connect to it at its at the the closest vibration possible, that's where that's where everything starts to happen. Yeah, this Do, is can so you, Can powerful. you see your values around family changing? You become it already brother? has, man. Like yeah. I, I about to be a dad. Yeah, I I have seen a new person within myself already. Yeah, like it's just in what way. In a I'd way that I I I already feel a love that I've never ever wow. felt. Yeah. Like and it's like, I mean, I love my wife right to death. I love my mum. I love my family. But there's just something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I even think about it. Get gets me emotional. I can see it. Yeah. I'll zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's the connection, right? Because of yeah. And to my point there about vibrations, right? Everything works in vibration. That's, yeah. all, that's all the universe is. But I've met this vibration that it's just like a. Yeah. Whenever even I think about it, I'm just like, wow, that's bliss to me. Like, so, yeah. you know, See, this you is goosebumps. Thing. People talk, have talked to me about this, like other men and stuff about having a kid. And it's such a foreign concept to me because I think I'm extremely selfish. Like for the longest time, uh, it's, just, it's just been Anna and I. So it's, so it's for me, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a different, difficult concept for me to understand. I think it looks like I, it's a bad thing or anything. I was just yeah. like talking about. I personally. think you're until it happens, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Like you know, you're just like fuck. None of that matters. Yeah. For right. I mean, to, at this moment, I'm sure yeah. I, if we found out tomorrow that Hannah was pregnant, it would probably change. I'm not surprise. record, I am not pregnant. <laughs> no, but that's beautiful. And no, but I think this this piece around, and I hope that you do rebirth that because I think I, I know all the podcasts I've been listening to, even the direction that I'm, you know, mm. I'm gonna um, do this whole thing around a self love school, and I just think it's calling for integral leaders to stand up in the space, even though there's lots, I think ones with integrity who walk their talk, mm. who really have so much to offer the space, which is who you are well, and what you do. Like it's so required. That's, that is exactly what I keep saying. 2020 has like ignited the fire in the people that it needed to, mm. to step back into this space. Cause even talking about this thing around values, like when I identified family, for example, was low, I, I was like, but this is the power of owning values. I was fine. I was like, wow, I, I, it doesn't make you a bad person. And when I ask other women, I say, well, what's your top three values? Family, number one. My kids, I'm like, it's 
Probably not. It might not be. Let's look at, show me, I always say, show me your bank account and I'll show you your values. So mine's like books, mm-hmm. seminars, you yeah. know, all the things. I get people um, to do a time exercise. So yeah, break out your entire week, break it down into half an hour segments mm. and let's see where you spend your time. Yeah. yeah. You Then you will see where, where you really lie. Yeah. And that's right. for health business. And then here's the point though is, Let's say you identify, you're like, oh, wow, that was an interesting identification. So I do this every quarter. Right? So I go through all for my yourself? values. Yep, for my yeah. personally. So, so through every every value, um, even breaking it down from a familial perspective to each key person in my family, how I feel our relationship's been over the last period. And, and here's where I think the important thing is, is once you identify, right, is then you need to ask yourself, am I okay with that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I okay with that or has that caused a tectonic shift in your brain that you are not living in accordance to what you want? Because that's yeah. the thing. It's it's about identifying what you perceive. So generally I'll get people to write down, what are your core values? Let's list them down yeah. in order that you think they are of importance and you'll go down and then we'll go through actual an exercise and you'll quickly identify whether or not you're living upside down and you're not living in, yeah, a, right. in accordance to your highest values, right? Because yeah. we'll do the time exercise. We'll be like, holy shit, family is my most important, but... I've identified in my week that, yes, I'm spending time with my family, but I'm running around dropping them at football and this and that. It's like, where's your quality time Mm. with your family? Oh, my God, we've got zero quality time because I'm too busy doing X, Y, Z and trying to fit in other things, right? Yeah. Um, But when you can uncover and go, well, am I okay with that? If not, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. And it's okay. Just re-engineer your next week and go, Mm. where am I going to plug in? So I think every person should run off a Google Calendar, in, yeah, in my do. perspective, right? Well, we have our calendar. Well, I can't. Well, I mean, let's not get caught on the. Uh, <laughs> 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 Mate, like we're Apple people. We've got Apple well, I'm an or... I'm an Apple person too, but I'll tell you what, just like the carnivore diet, mate, Google Calendar wipes. I've just I've just switched. I've just switched. Do you use your phone? I've just switched. Do you use your phone? Yeah. I'm just going to show you the difference. This is like seriously. Yeah, I've just switched. Guys, this could be life changing for us. Color coordination like that. Yeah, oh, yeah no, I do, all do that. that. But not with your Apple one. It's yeah. not separate calendars. Like yeah. One for home, one for work. Oh, one for that's just too. I, like, <laughs> anyway, work, we'll, we'll put that Green. back to the drawing board. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Google, yeah. I tried. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a Gmail. I'll just switch to Gmail. Yeah. It's amazing. Best thing yeah. I've ever done. But I no, but I'm the same. So, but and I always say as well, like if it's not scheduled, it's not done. So yeah. people say, "How do you find the time for you?" I'm like, "Cause you make the time. It's scheduled. PT is in that red. Emily's red. Yep. Yeah. Like PT is in there. Book is in there. Like just think things are in there for me. I like I've scheduled. I know it sounds bad, but it's not for me. But like I know on Tuesday, uh, Thursday at twelve thirty, I'm calling my mum because that's yeah, yeah that that's, is that's important great. to me. That's not bad. So at all. I'm like, Don't even I schedule that. those things. It's not. And people go, but don't you? Spontaneity, I'm like, spontaneity is scheduled. Well, you go, how spontaneity gotten you so far? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Well, I, the, I, the freedom is in the discipline to But the thing is, it's, it's dynamic. It's not set in stone. Like, if you need to change things... Yeah, if I need to call my mum, I'm going to call my mum. Yeah. But, no, I love this. Yeah. So, do, would you say then that, that like, I would... I, I would say, but would you say that being this individual, like so values focused and because you were very successful, Brett, like I, you know, we've been into your office. We were like, this is Gold Coast Google. Like <laughs> you, you are, and you, you know, you guys thrive through COVID really. Mm-hmm. So, and lots of businesses have failed where we went in and you guys were pumping. So it's, would you say that living from this center, like what, what would be the number one focus for a, a budding entrepreneur, an yeah. established entrepreneur? Like what's the things that you would tell them to focus on first 
before they then focus on their business. Mm. Before the marketing cost yep. agenda. Well, this is where I spend a lot of my time talking to other business owners or aspiring business owners is getting clear on what they actually want to be doing and why. Mm. Oh, there's nothing more important. I, I had a chat before I came over here. There was some <laughs> um, this lady. She she has an agency. Right. She she runs an agency. Um, her and she's just got a couple of subcontractors. So she's, you know, she's been doing a couple of years, right? She's got a, a Facebook advertising course as well. Um, and and if you are listening to this by any chance, there, there's some lessons in this and I don't want to sort of try and make it sound like it's a bad thing, but I'm going to call it what it is. Was Here was a girl who was trying, yep. right? She's trying. Yeah. Um, firstly, trying a lot of different things, Right and getting success in none of them, mm. right? So she jumps on. She's like, she was asking me for advice on what she generally would be giving advice to other businesses to do, right? Yep. <laughs> so yep. I was like, how do I do this? How do I grow do this? How do I get more lead? I'm like, isn't that what you, what you teach or you're teaching? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's got to be a level of integrity within it, right? However, I get it because I was the guy who wanted to be a coach before I even knew what I was fucking coaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I said to one of my first mentors, I said, I want to coach people how to build a fitness business and I'd literally just picked up my first three clients. Yeah. He's like, mate, you don't even know how to fucking build a business. I said, yeah, I do. I'll yeah. show you. <laughs> so I built the fastest growing fitness franchise in Australia to prove to him. I literally yeah, said that to him. Brett did do that. So Brett and Emily built the fastest growing oh, franchise. This is what I want people I, to understand. Can, can like, I say, I think you would be... An anomaly in that situation. Yeah, I am. Totally. Because there's a lot of people that have that same, I want to be a coach. I'm a business coach. I just finished university. Here's how you set up a business. But it's like they've never been out. They've never even set up an ABN. Do you know what I mean? Well, exactly. And here's (laughs) the reason because we can do these things so easily now. Like it's it's so easy to put a post out on Facebook and claim a stake in the land and go, I am this or I'm going to be doing this. Hey, and you can pick up some low-hanging fruit. And this Mm -hmm. is the Achilles heel because people pick up low-hanging fruit, they yeah. get their three to five customers, yeah. and then they're yeah, like, fuck, how do I get more? Yeah. Right? But my point around this yeah. around this girl was she, literally how she said it to me, not verbatim, but in these these words was, so I'm doing the content marketing, um, I'm doing the page posting, and I've also got my course. Which one do you think I should do? Do as in like would continue on. She's like, which one should I do? I'm confused. Which one should I do? And I'm like, well, first and foremost, and if you're a coach, please don't ever fucking give tell someone what they should do. I said, first (laughs) of all, it is not up to me to tell you what to do. That's your decision. Yeah. What I can do is help you uncover what you'd probably most likely prefer to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I think is is where the real value lies. Um, And I said to her, I said, look, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to assume that you're not making any sales of your course. Yeah. Right? It was $2,000. Yeah. Unknown person in the marketplace. Yeah, unproven. Right? And I'm like, the only way you're going to sell a course is by being known in the industry and you have a database of people and people who know, like, and trust you and they'll buy whatever it is that you've got. Yeah. Or you need to have a really good marketing strategy and sales page and budget. And, well, and budget. <laughs> to, yeah. And, and I know that you've got none of that. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, yeah, you're right. I might sell one every three months. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And what are you doing with the content? Right. And so so we broke it all down. But my case in point there was that here was someone who I personally feel that she from what I identified, 
she would be, and I'll open up this other conversation around entrepreneur versus like intrapreneur, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I hate how there's so many different words added to preneur and all of this, and now it's just become Mom-preneur. a thing. Yeah, I'm going to become <laughs> a woman. I'm going to become a womanpreneur. I'm going to be a manpreneur. I'm going to be a podcastpreneur. I'm going to yeah. be anypreneur, right? But I understand why it's happening. Yeah. But in this case, I feel and this comes back to the shining the spotlight on on people in general with COVID and business owners, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. It's like you don't have to own your own thing by mm-hmm. yourself. She would be better working with someone because she's got zero strategic thinking. Yeah. And this is what I think lacks in most businesses. They don't have any strategic thinking, mm. right? They, they'll hear something and they might try and implement it. For a bit. But then what happens? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like there's no other what's B, C, D, what are the alternatives, how do we pivot, how do we change? Yeah. Um, you know, so when she was explaining that to me, it was just, again, just another iteration of going, right now, oh, because here's the other part, we'll talk about this because I don't think this gets talked about enough either, is I said, so how much money do you want? Mm. She goes, oh, lots. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> awesome. Same. How, how much is lots? Yeah. Oh, um, you know, enough so I can, you know, buy what I want. I'm like, cool. What do you what want to buy? Number? Right. And yeah, exactly. I'm just like, okay. And, and then she still didn't answer it. She was avoiding it. And then... Uh, it was, oh, I just want to um, have enough money so I can be an awesome mum and, and provide for my children. I said, well, guess what? My mum provided for me and my sister on the benefit earning $500 a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh. Um, I was like, you've got to come up with this number. Yeah. Because if you want to earn a million dollars a year, right, in a business, if you're earning a million dollars a year, you'd be lucky to maybe take a couple of hundred thousand dollars in your own back pocket yeah. when, you, when you look at business and everything yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So that realisation of, oh, I want to be a millionaire is not fucking that sexy anyway, yeah. right? To be perfectly Unless you're in a really highly profitable business, which it, it can, it, there's many out there that yeah, can. Sure. Um, but in, especially in her, her model, it's, yeah. it's not. Um, so it was, you've got to get clear on what your end outcome is because yeah. it changes everything. So for us, for, for when, we, when we started Claxon from day one, it was, I want a $100 million a year company. Mm-hmm. That was the goal from day one. Yeah, I was like, that is yeah, what our yeah. evolution is. That's yeah. where we're moving to. So everything from day one was predicated around making decisions based at that level. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Right? Um, so you start a bit – can I ask then from, from that entrepreneur perspective then? Because I always say – I always think with business – um, you, it, you have to love what you do because it, it becomes a job even as an entrepreneur, yep. like no matter what you do. So you have to love what you do because, you know, it's you're going to eat shit sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So you have to love what you do, which is what you sort of said. Like, don't I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. You have to tell me what you want to do. Let, let, you either have to love the outcome more and tolerate what you have to do, yeah. okay? Because I used to think that too. It's like, do that thing that you would wake up every morning and oh, just love and this and that. And yeah. it's like... I I want to go and fucking live out in Madri Bay, out the back somewhere on a farm, mm. actually even further out, a helicopter right away. Yeah. I want to live out in the back, delete all my social media apps and go and take a few years off. Yeah. And just, you know, Feel live that. without the connection to that. Now, maybe that's because I've been so in the social media, media bubble yeah. for 13, 12, 12, 13 years, right, that I'm like, okay, I'm tapping out now. But to the point where it's like you have to love what you're doing, you have to love the – the what it is providing for you. Yeah. Right? Because I think there's such a level of 
there's only a small amount of people who get to do what they do every day and really love what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, but that's so what I mean. I think people will, like, you, you eat a lot of shit sandwiches as an entrepreneur. Like, you, yeah. so it's just about, and you, oh, there's always problems. There is. There's problems. There's just things that you have to go and come up against. So, yeah, it is loving That's why I get to drive a Porsche. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say. I I joke and I don't want to sound like a dick. That's why your first boss was in the aircon and you were busting your ass out. Correct. I was like, I need an aircon office. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, and and I joke around with that because me me and a good friend of mine, you know, whenever we we connect, so we both own our own companies and um, we're always talking about, oh, what's your biggest issue right now? And it's like, it's not something small. Mm. It's generally something pretty big and important. And we're like, oh, mate, that's why you get to drive a Maserati. That's why I get the Porsche. Yeah. Like, because we have to deal with those yeah. situations. Well, you've got to solve it's the risk problems. versus reward ratio. If you're not, if you want to drive a Porsche, you could be prepared to eat some shit. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 100%. it's it's that, and and this comes back to again that what does an entrepreneur really need? They they need to know where they want to move to as an outcome perspective. Yeah. But then they also need to know that they've got what it takes. Yeah. Because sometimes you've got to eat a fucking big piece of humble pie. Yeah. And and I want more entrepreneurs to do this. Yeah. Is to be able to go, you know what? Well, when I say entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs yeah. to do this, um, that maybe you're better off finding a partner, finding yeah. some investors who can, you know, strategically help you and grow it. Mm. And you're not alone because it's fucking lonely. It yeah. is. You know? So share some of the risk. Absolutely. Responsibility. Yep. You you're better off to give a piece of something big. You know, better to own a piece of something big than a whole of something, nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Would you... But it's, best, it's best to be hard finding the right people to do that with. Yeah, and look, you might have to fucking crash test dummy a few. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? But that is busy. You might go, oh, that, that sucked. Next one, cut, shut that company down. Let's start a new one. But you yeah. also might not need to if you do it methodically and you actually think it through and, yeah. you know. Um, I think it's such an important conversation to have, though, because I, I like on this thing of 2020 perfect vision, I, you know, businesses closing and shutting and all the things. I sincerely believe, and this is what we talked about as well, it is kind of the era of entrepreneurship or side hustles or yep. people are looking and needing and wanting and, and desiring more money in their household than the way they're going to do it. There's not yep. automation, robots are coming to take over the world. Like, there's all these things that are happening. You becoming an ecosystem in your own household to bring in some form of income is is not a luxury anymore. I think no. it's necessary. And so this is an important conversation to have, to be like, well, know, know the outcome. You know. Yeah, because you might only want – you might go, pie. I want, I want $100,000 a year, yep. mm. right? My first thing, if I was coaching that person personally, I'd be like, why 100 Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, I always challenge, right? Yeah. Why 100? Oh, that'll be. Would you like 200? Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Cool. Why? Thank you. You, you. You've just doubled it. How yeah. about 500? Would you really want, what would you do with that? Yeah. Oh, this is. Okay, so all of a sudden we've just totally changed your outcome. So it's that never settle for your first answer either. Yeah. yeah right? And that. and this is this is generally something that there's not many people who are emotionally intelligent enough to even sit down and work this stuff out themselves and come to that outcome. So you need to find someone. You need to yeah. hire someone, pay a coach, or someone who actually knows what they're doing or what they're talking about and yeah. and really get to the nucleus of it because you know when you hit the jackpot, you're like, oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Right? So because then I always say to people, I said, would you rather fly – like if someone sets their goal low, I'll go, would you rather fly like business class or economy? Yeah. 
I think everyone. Uh, business, I can, baby. I can, I can do economy. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Bother no, no, but, but would you rather like lay down in the plane? Like, let's say we're going to America. Would you rather yeah. lay down the plane and get champagne and for food and all of that stuff and ring that bell or sit in the economy? Oh, okay, yeah, I'd do business. Yeah. Okay, so it's okay. You 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 prefer business over economy? Yeah. Cool. So imagine having money where you could all of a sudden go business and not feel like you're. You know, you're losing money. Yeah. Right? It's like the same feeling you get when you buy an economy ticket. Imagine if you got that same feeling when you just bought a business ticket like it was normal. Yeah. Would you like that to be your next level of life? Because life, I believe, comes in levels. Mm. Yeah. Right? And again, I start from very, very humble beginnings. Yeah. Right? And I'm still nowhere near where I know I can go to and where I'm moving towards. But it's always that pursuit of, like, if there is some, if there is a nicer thing and, and I'm attracted to it and I'm you know, let's say, for example, like, let's say, um, so my next car, right? Yeah. I probably want to get a Lamborghini only, only because I'll probably own it for six months, I reckon. Yeah. But <laughs> I only want it because it's been a childhood thing. I've always said I want a Lamborghini and a, a Chevy 64 Impala. Yeah. Okay. But I want it because it means something to me. Totally. Yeah. Right. So, and, and I want to work towards that. And I just have, I call them fun tickets. I just need more fun tickets. tickets yeah. Fun yeah. tickets toys. is money, right? Toys. Yeah. He, 100%. Well, isn't it the same like he, he dies with the most toys wins? Well, it depends <laughs> on what you're playing. <laughs> depends on what you're playing. It's just the same. It's just the same. I didn't, but, I didn't it's, it. but it's that, it's the being okay, because I know when a lot of people sort of hear this stuff and I talk about you know, materialistic things, yeah. they're not materialistic things. They're actually mm. really visceral yep. meanings yeah. behind each thing. But I just suggest to anyone is, if you can be truly satisfied with your, and not even satisfied, if you could be, you know to yourself when you're asked the, what, yeah, the, I'm trying to get the words here, is instead of settling, there's a difference of, you know when you're settling. Yep. Right? I know when I settle. Yeah. Um, I feel something within me. But if you're okay with settling, and not pushing and pursuing to be better, to have more, to give more. Right? I feel you're doing yourself a dis- disservice. You're, yeah. you're shortcutting your own life and your own potential because what you do, like I know by just the way I live my life, I'm inspiring other people to live a different life as well. Yeah. Which Absolutely. is the, the, the trickle effect. You know, like even inspiring my friends, when I take real big, bold risks in business, and yeah, you know, sometimes they pass, sometimes they don't. You know, like even with That's this carnivore diet, yeah. And, yeah, you know, and even me with the gym now, I didn't realize how many people actually pay attention to things that I do, right? And you don't need a lot of people. Like I'm even talking just people at our office, right, at, at our workplace, just me getting back into the gym and start training and mm. having that conversation and doing it. I noticed that half a dozen of them are now at the gym and they're training and, and this and that. So, so you don't know who's really watching, whether it's directly or indirectly. But and that's why I, I have another like internally, I have this real big drive to, you know, I obviously want to help people right at the end of the day, but I've got to help myself first. Always. And I know that I like to inspire people. I like people to be inspired by what I've been able to do and achieve. Um, for them to then go and do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So it's it's just that. That hunger to succeed, and, and I, well, it's leading by example too, as well. I mean, a lot of we talked about this a lot in this podcast is that a lot of people, like coaches and things like that, as well, like they'll they'll like they'll literally what you said is the cardinal sin, like telling people what they should do rather than leading yeah. them to the outcome they want. Yeah, I think as a coach, the biggest thing for me, I always say, I never ever want to tell you what to do. I always just want to show you. 
in the sense, and, and this like is that. you. So in the sense of like, you're like, I, the ripple effect. And when you took that, you know, you've started the carnival diet, you, you mm. are just living, the living embodiment of, of being the best that you can be and doing the best that you can with what you've mm. got all the time, but always wanting to grow for yourself to be the best. Mm. As a ripple effect of that, it ripples out and you are the embodiment of how you want to live to be the best, but it helps other people. It's that mirror to be like, well, hang on. I'm I'm definitely not, you know, it's not about, well, you have to do this. It's like, so for me, it's I'm not doing the carnival diet, but I'm excited, for example, like the mm. ripple effect is then, mm. oh, well, I'm like, yay, okay, awesome. This is going to be a really fun challenge. But you don't have to convince me too hard to stay in there. I love it. Well, but I was it, on here. I was literally on the drive over here. I was talking to a, another um, friend. I just did a bit of a check-in just to see how he's going. And he's like, oh, I'm going to give that fucking carnival diet thing a go too, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I have like, well, I mean, I've told you to do it. Yeah. I actually, I have told a lot of people that well, I no, recommend Actually, oddly enough, it was, it was funny we're on this topic because it was you leading by example and the outcomes. That's what I mean. It's embodiment of. It would make me go, oh, God, fucking interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I'm, like, I'm on board to do it. I'm going to give it a go. My poor old friend, we've got good friends, but they're vegan. They live a couple of houses up. Vegan Well, Emily was, was plant-based. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So lucky she's pregnant now. She's had a little bit of meat. But, yeah. you know, and well, I think clearly. that's an important thing as well. Like, because <laughs> I, I get a lot of people who would go, oh, Oh, I can't do it because my partner doesn't eat this or doesn't eat that. Yeah. So, yeah. mate, if, if something's important to you, sit down with your partner. Because yeah. there's a way to, to – everything is making a deal, yeah. right? We're always doing deals, whether it's mm. in business or you're doing it with your partner or a friend or the fucking lady at the tuck shop, right? Yeah. You're always doing a deal. It's always a deal to be made. And it all comes from communication yeah. Yeah. and being able to communicate something properly. If you sit down and you do it in the right way, it'll feel weird to start with because no one's really used to doing it like this. It's like, hey, look, do you have a couple of minutes? I'd like to sit down and have a chat with you. Yeah. First thing, what the fuck? What do you want to talk about? Like if they've never had <laughs> yeah, this chat, yeah. they're like, oh, so, Am I in look, trouble? Something, something's really important and I just want to chat to you. It's nothing, like nothing's wrong, but I just want to share something with you. Yeah. Okay. You got a couple of minutes. Cool. Let's sit down. Look, I just want to let you know. And you don't go, I'm doing a carnival diet. Yeah. I just want to let you know that over the next 30 days, I'm going to eat meat. It's like over the last three, six, nine months, I've been feeling X. Mm. Yeah. Right? Start with Y. And, and I've been struggling a little bit, if this is your story or not, but I've been struggling a little bit and I just feel like I need something to get me kick-started again. I want to get back in shape. You know, I owe it to myself and I owe it to you as a partner as well and I, I just really want to do something about my health because there's nothing more important obviously than health. Um, Blah, 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 blah. And here's what I'm going to do. So I was listening to blah, blah, blah. I was talking with someone and they said this. Yeah. And I'm really intrigued to that. So what I did was I did a little bit more research, but looking into it, and I'd like to give it a go. Here's what it is. Bang. Yeah. So I've already prefaced the entire Well, I think the, there's a process. whole thing behind, and I want to speak to the women in the room for a moment because I am really, you started with this. It's funny we've kind of circled back in a sense because I'm really passionate about negotiation mm. and, and always asking for a good deal and knowing my worth. And, you know, I remember in the... Um, a crisis, the last financial crisis, I was in politics, had left for six months, contracted to a mining services camp. Everyone was losing their job. I walked in and asked for a pay rise because I was like, well, you're going to mm-hmm. be putting more work on me because you're leaving people off. I want $20,000 more. And they laughed at me, but I was like, this isn't a joke. Like, this is what I'm asking for on the table. And I got 10. So, like, I, I've always been that woman that, and I'm aware. <laughs> I, I would have got you 20. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go get 30. <laughs> but I want women to understand, right? So, yeah, and then what happened, so, and then recently just yeah. to, but, and I'm aware that gendered um, inequality and all those things is still real, just not in my world because I choose it well, to not I, be a I, thing. I, I, we could go on a whole oh, thing. It's, but it's not true. For women, <laughs> we disagree because I'm like, no, I know it's out there, but it's because women are too agreeable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not. More agreeable. They're more agreeable. agreeable. Yeah. So, but for me, the great example of this, and it's such a powerful thing on, on teaching people how to, you know, get the deal, it's start with why. Be prepared. Mm. That was, and you the, were prepared. The, the biggest part is you have to ask. But So what I'm launching this, like, ask. whole new thing, like a, a new company, basically, for myself or for, like, coaching and everything. And I went to Morgs because it's an investment. I'm, we're setting up a, well, I'm setting up a big website and doing all these things and say it's going to cost X amount, but it's out of our money, mm-hmm. right? So I went to Morgs, told him why I wanted to do it. It's funny you said it because I just sat him down. And I said, hey, have you got a minute? Like, I'm, re- I'm really... I need to talk about this. I'm really excited and passionate. Um, I want you on board. I, you know, I want... I need you to understand where I'm sort of going with this and I, exactly what you did. I started with why, why I want to do it. I'd done my research. You know, I think based off of this, this is going to be the cost price and da-da-da. This is the investment, but this is where I know it can go and this is the thing. And yep. it was like, let's fucking go, baby. It wasn't, oh, but that's quite a big investment. It was just like, and I think if more women did this, yeah. sat with their partners and said, well, honey, I want to start a side hustle. Actually, I've had this, you know, this baking business side hustle, biz, whatever, on yeah. my mind forever. Yeah. Understanding you, the power of it's negotiation. It's marketing, right, in general. It's, it's all marketing. Yeah, but marketing so, to your... So you're marketing to your partner. <laughs> so you need to overcome every objection that your partner might have. So if you've been someone and you've got a track record of stopping and starting mm. and yeah. this is your 12th idea, <laughs> it's like you need to address that before they even go, hey... You've fucking been useless and you ain't done yet. Follow through with anything, right? Okay, I know and this can- is for guys and girls, right? I'm not totally. just. Totally. I know the candle business didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. But this yeah. one's a winner. Yeah. 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 I know the fidget spinners lasted for so long, but you were like too late to market. But you, you have to. You have to overcome the jigsaw. Hey, look, I, I realize yeah. that I've had a lot of false starts. Yeah. And here's why I feel. Blah, blah, blah. And, and at the end of the day, the, the magic of it all and whether you fuck up the way in which you say it or in the order and because I believe everyone's saying the right thing mm-hmm. just often at the wrong time yeah right so if you can mm. if, if you can um, just ask so I, I do an exercise where and I actually did this with one of my um, my team members I said to him do you want to know how you can get more he goes oh, tell me yeah how <laughs> right and um, and we went to lunch I took him to lunch and I was like I'm going to ask for a 10% discount. He goes, why? I said, because I can ask. It's sport too. It was only, it was only like, you know, lunch was 40 bucks. So it's like $4 I'm talking here. Yeah. But again, it's not, it's not the point. Like, why do I fucking barter over a 50 cent hat in Bali? Yeah. It's not the point. That's not the point. It's, it's the communication of can my communication get me where I need it to get me because yeah. that's how you're going to get anything in so life. It's so powerful. Man. Mm. Like yeah. communication changes the world, right? Yeah. So I said So to talk him, us through this. Yeah. I, yeah. So this, this is what I recommend everyone do. Yes, I'm Okay? Like, everyone, ha- go and try it. Yes. Because he, here's what you're going to get faced with. No. Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck would I do that? No, yeah. no, no, you can't. But you have to be okay with that. That's that whole eating shit yeah. thing, right? Is being able to ask. So I literally... 
ordered lunch. And I said to the lady, I said, excuse me, can you please um, apply a 10% discount to that? She's like, huh? <laughs> and my, my employer, I could feel He's his like, nerve. He was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? This is making me nervous. And you imagine being Emily. Like yeah. She, yeah. she oh, sees all this. Oh, but um, I've got some funny stories of that. Yeah. But I said, can you please apply a 10% discount? She goes, oh, what? What do you mean? I said, oh, can you please apply a 10% discount? You'll quite often have to ask twice because yeah. it's a shock. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pattern interrupt to someone's mind. And um, she's like, oh, do you, have, um, do you have a discount card? I said, no, I don't. And she's like, mm. oh, okay. <laughs> Hit the button, gave me a 10% discount. Well, I was like, it. thank you very much. I thought you were going to say yeah. no. Yeah, no? wow. And I said to um, one of my team members, I said, there you go. So you get a 10% discount. Yeah. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What he didn't see was, yeah, you know, how many times I've asked that just, and like I don't do it everywhere I go, oh, yeah. right? Because yeah. I, I don't, it, the points made, already been made. But the fact that I was able to get a 10% discount like that at a local food place, yeah. imagine what else you could get in life if you actually ask. I've yeah, totally. I've made a switch with this recently because I was like I picked up that men men almost look at negotiation and asking for better for their lives as sport. This is something that I've kind of just like it's a passion that I watch with fever like men do. Well, it's, it's, so I was like I want to do this and so what were the two biggest examples? Recently my sister was staying in a hotel in Perth and I wanted to send her a bottle of champagne to the room because it was really special it was her birthday. And I called and they couldn't do it. They were like, no, no, it's like the best hotel. They were like, no, you have to do this like 24 to 48 hours earlier. And I was like, you know, what's your name? You know, and I just kept asking. I just wouldn't, I was like, you know, this is really important. I'm just, and I, but I was negotiating. I said, you know, I, when my, my husband and I stay there all the time, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up saying, look, I can't do it. I can't help you pay, but I'm actually just going to send her a free bottle on the house to her room. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is amazing. And then I can't remember the other one, but there was a huge thing where I just simply asked. Yep. I was like, "Can I can't even remember it was a discount or something free, and I just asked and I got it. Mm. And I just think if – but this is something that can be applied. It was buying this computer. That's right. It was buying the computer. No we got one, it less. No, no, one, one, would, would no one would discount it. No one would discount them because they're apparently in short supply because of COVID. Sure. You so, got 10% uh, off. We've, but we found someone, this guy, and he was just like happy having a chat and stuff. I said, look, man, if you can help us out, what I'll do is if you give me your, your boss's uh, email address, I'm going to write the best recommendation. email and recommendation based on your service and, and all this sort of stuff. So we gave us 10% off. There's reciprocity, right? Yeah. Future reciprocity. You've yeah. promised for something and there's something in return. Yeah. But the, the beautiful part about it is you're right. Everyone can just ask. Yeah. Like ask for a discount if you want a discount. Mm. Yeah. Ask for another something at dinner if, if, if you know, if it's available. Just yeah. ask. Well, I always I say think, to people, you're not asking for somebody's newborn or getting, asking for them to get a tattoo. Well, I think a lot of time people's ego get in the way because, you know, oh, I don't want to look like a cheapskate. Well, they do. That's the other part. It's like I'm definitely not a cheapskate. Even though when you can't afford, if they can't afford it, they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, even at the, the very least – Asking for upgrades at hotels yeah. and, and when you know, whenever you're traveling, always ask for a better seat. I mean, those are stock standard ones. Vegas has got a great system. You just slip a 50 inside your passport. Well, I did that in Bali, right? So when we arrived, just took the money. <laughs> we, we arrived in Bali and 
And this is one of the examples where Emily's like, at first she's disgusted, but then when it pays off, pays off. She's like, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> so there was literally like a two hour line and all the planes um, oh. all docked yeah, at the okay, same time yeah, in Bali airport. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is horrible. Yeah. I'm like, follow me. Like, I'll always do this too. I was like, just follow me and just play my lead. Don't say a word. Just let me. <laughs> let yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And don't let don't it get panic. awkward because yeah. I'll tap out when I know it's time to tap yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll pull the ripcord when I know it's time. Yeah. So it's going to probably go to an uncomfortable, you know, um, point sometimes. Yeah. But this time I was like seeing all these people. And this, this feeds into the don't ever just follow what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Live your own path and, and follow your own lead, right? Yeah. Um, and be okay with it being wrong. So I literally walked down the Indonesian aisle where no one was, walked up to the counter. I probably shouldn't admit this on air, but <laughs> yeah, I bribed a government official. I gave him I gave him my passport and a twenty dollar note. Yeah. And he's like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I walked through. And then the whitest oh. Indonesian. <laughs> <laughs> and then I seen like a swarm of people in the at the line right at the back come almost running down to my because they were like oh following, I'm following him. Lead. but they yeah. don't know if I can probably bribe right, them. Yeah. But case in point, right? Is I could have sat there for two hours and go no, no, uh, I'm going to line up. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Or I'm going to go down here. So I um I said to a friend once and he goes that's that's one of the best lines he's ever heard when it comes to you know, why I work so hard, right, is I earn money so I can skip the queue or have amazing experiences. That's yeah. all. I, that's why I have money. I want to skip the queue and have amazing experiences. Yeah. That's it. And so I'll always pay to get to a front of a line. Yeah. yeah. If it saves we'll, me we'll three minutes. We'll go to Disney World with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll always. Get the fast pass. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the first thing you should do. I mean, yeah. it's an investment, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like if well, you're you going to take your family and your kids, and I know a lot of people save all year and save a lot of money to do this, save a little bit more because the experience that you have when you get there would just be like, oh, my God, I could do Harry Potter four times and they didn't even get to do it once, once. yet. Yeah. It's like yeah. you pay for that experience. Well, and my, the value that comes back to the value of money and the appreciation of money. Yeah, yeah. People sure. see money as taboo. Yeah, I love money. No, I love. I, I'm. Well, no, I do. I love money. Well, I love course. talking it's, about money. Well, it's pretty hard I, to live without it. Let's be honest. But I think, but especially women again in the room, I think it is that taboo thing, and it's like I always say. I remember reading Louise Hay. My relationship with money changed. I mean, I was a little girl, grew up in total like poverty, basically. Um, government welfare. Mum had to offer, like, my stepdad was a horrible man, abusive, would, you know, not work. So my, we were on, ben- like, you know, the benefit thing. Yep. Um, five kids, two adults, like, just chaos. Um, but so I, first of all, was like, well, I never want to, it wasn't like, I, it's two paths. It's like, well, you're either going to take that on and go, well, that's my destiny, or mm. go, I just never want that. Mm. I went, I never want that. Mm. But little things along the way, like I remember reading Louise Hayes' books um, about like bless your bills. Like I've always had this beautiful relationship. Like I'm grateful for bills. I'm like, well, an electricity company has gifted me electricity for 30 days not knowing if I can pay it. Mm. So when my bill comes, I'm grateful for that bill because I'm like, well, because yes, we earn money, but it's like, well, I can pay my bill. Mm. There's just little things like that around money, but people do, it's like, oh, they talk about money. It's like... What, it's, a, it's the money it's, mindset that 
I think the biggest thing that people can block or bust through first is their capacity of of what they potentially think that they could be earning. Mm-hmm. Once that changes, everything else around it changes. Yeah. Your your taste in wine changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right? we say you order. We, you know, we always say you go from ordering from the right hand side of the menu. So where yeah. what Price cost column. to the what you just want. Yeah. yeah. To the left hand side of the column. That's yeah. But yeah. I'm. Well, I want to unpack that on a whole other podcast. We're going to get you back. Sure. One hundred percent. All right. Leave us with something that. Being a woo-hoo, being uh, a boss entrepreneur in 2020, what is one thing that people should focus on leaving this podcast to take into their lives? Well, they should focus on how committed are you to actually doing what you're doing? I can't sort of steer off that. I think you need to recheck your commitment levels and do you have what it takes to to continue the rest of the year you know like in that specific thing or use the time right now that is wise for you to be able to go and change your path or change your direction because man you you could do like 20 or 30 different things in your life you don't have to do this one thing for Mm -hmm. your whole life yeah yeah we we sort of come from this era where it's like you have one husband or you have one wife you have your white picket fence you have your one and a half dogs 40 40 year factory job 40 effect exactly so it's like change isn't a big thing but we're now living in the world where there's been the fastest rate of change that you could ever think of same thing applies with your career same thing applies with what you're doing on a daily basis to generate revenue yeah i mean right now take advantage of what governments are offering even from business loans like if you ever wanted to start a business Mm. man now's your time go and get a real low interest rate business loan yeah Kick it off. Go and find people out there who actually have money and want to invest in businesses. Yeah. Hey, yeah. If you have a really good idea, reach out to me. I'm looking yeah. to invest in businesses. There you go. You know, but um, there's more opportunities out there than what people think. You know, sort of let's not focus on the the distress and everything 100%. that's happening, which is it's real. We have to, you know, be okay with that and understand that. But jump out of that for a moment and recalibrate where you're, you know, that, especially the next 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good advice, and I think especially for young people. I know, like I'm, I don't really call, I can't call myself a young person anymore, but I'm talking about people are 18, 19, 20. They're coming out of like school or maybe into university, and they're looking at like the cost of housing and, and yeah. all this sort of yeah. stuff, right? And they think, oh, well, you know, Gen Gen X and the Boomers have fucked the economy. There's, there's no, there's, I'm never ever going to be able to get ahead mm. and have what my parents had, which is just, it is, it's but bullshit yes. because there's opportunities everywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're looking for them, yeah. I think 2020 is the 100 percent the year of pure clarity. 2020 vision. Ripping your life apart, putting it back together in a way that feels really good for you and mm. wild success. And yeah, if it's you like a have soft, a business it's idea, like a s- soft reset on the economy. Go find Brett. Yeah, hit him up. Yeah, find right. me. Awesome, man. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming in. It was a great chat. It's uh, great to have actually someone here with us in the podcast too. Pleasure. In the studio. So we'll hopefully get you back sometime soon. We'll come back and do yours. We did Brett's podcast the other week. That's online as well. So yes, that was good go. fun. The Brett Campbell Show. We'll yeah. put it. We'll, we'll put, put it all. How to find him? All we'll the things in the show notes. I'll be so a magic bar out on a farm <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, See I get it. Off socials, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. We'll come on the helicopter. All right. Thanks, Bye. man. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, we both hope you got something out of it that you can use to challenge your own status quo. And if you liked what you heard, it would mean so much to us if you shared this episode on your socials to help us get our podcast out in the world. Don't forget to tag us as well so we can thank you personally. And if you're loving the conversations, leaving a review on iTunes, 
simply by going to the podcast, scrolling down and clicking leave review will help even more people find us too. And we would be so grateful. And until the next episode, we will always be cheering on your success.